Y'all, it's episode 26, and I'm so, so excited because this year is almost over, and we're going into 2023, and I don't know about you, but this was definitely an up and down year, so um, certainly a fucking ridiculous year on so many levels. So we are officially halfway through this journey of mine um, with doing a year of a podcast, so thanks for coming along with me. So shout outs. I would like to give a shout out to the person that lives in my household that does not turn the alarm off on their phone when it's like school is in session and work is in session over break and just lets it go off every single morning at 6.15 and then continues to let it go off, doesn't get out of the bed and actually shut it off, but it's so loud everyone else knows it's on. I would like to shout out to you and say, could you please stop that? Thanks. Um, Okay. I would like to give a huge shout out to my family who live with me in that household because I was an absolute bitch, wretch of a person last week. And I know it and I'm sorry. And I feel like I'm starting to get back to my normal self. So thank you for still like loving me and not hating me. I really, I do love you all so, so much. Um, I would also like to thank anyone who is still listening after last week's rock bottom podcast of just like, I don't even know what was going on. I think like my brain was snatched by aliens or something. So thanks for still um, hanging with me. I appreciate it. Um, also Ashley, Ashley, that's, that's not her name. <laughs> Ashley H was the winner of the anthropology sweater contest. Um, and when I went to buy the sweater that she wanted, of course it was sold out. So I just sent her a gift card, but yay for you. I hope you get something awesome. In other news, I think I mentioned this last week. I still have no eye makeup on or really much makeup at all because I have an eyelid gland infection. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why, but apparently some people are just prone to it. And I have really special dry eyes so um, and sensitive skin. So the eye doctor was like, yeah, this, this just happens sometimes. Well, it's never happened to me before, but I will tell you this. I was going to put a patch on like like a pirate, but then I really thought that actually might mess up my vision more because I can barely see right now and I wear contacts. It's a whole thing. So anyway, I have special eye drops. I have a special eye scrub that only costs $30 for like three. And I have a, um, an antibiotic that is kicking my stomach's ass. So I hope you're doing a lot better than me in that department, but at least I can see a little out of one eye. So I really wasn't on social at all. Um, I wasn't even like listening to my usual podcasts. I wasn't paying attention to the news at all. So I'm just going to give you some fun facts that I like found out about over the past two days. Number one, House of Dragon, which you know I love anything Game of Thrones and House of Dragon, is not coming back until 2024. So just go ahead and forget about that show for a while because you're not going to see it for a while. Um, But... Everyone's been talking about White Lotus season two. So I watched three episodes of White Lotus season one and I love Connie Britton. And that was one of the main reasons I was watching. And I found it to be kind of slow. And so I lost interest and then I did like, I just didn't finish it. 
So everybody's talking about White Lotus 2, White Lotus 2. It's so great. It's so great. Well, Jennifer Coolidge, I mean, come on. I just love anything and everything that she does. She's such a, an SNL character to me. Like, I I just want to sit down and, like, talk to her. But, I, yeah. If, if Jennifer Coolidge, would you please come on the podcast? Because I'm just dying. I'm dying, dying, dying to talk to you. But anyway, so that's why I started watching it. Then I found out that Theo James is in it. And I remember him from like those Divergent movies. And he's still as good looking as he was. So I was watching it for that. Okay. My husband and I watched two episodes last night. This is super slow too. And I don't know if it's like that's the thing with the character development where it's like supposed to be like, oh, you're really getting to know everyone. but Or it could just be my ADD. But I'm like, oh my God. This is so slow. So we're going to give it another chance on the third episode tonight. But if it doesn't pick up, I think we're just going to have to abort that mission and pick a new show to watch together. So that's my deal on that. I know everyone says the ending is like, <gasps> so maybe I'll just skip to the ending. If I haven't mentioned this before, I do have an eyelid glandular infection. So um, I cannot see well if I didn't say that before. Oh, I did. Maybe I'll just throw that in one more time later, just so you can remember. Um, so there is this thing that I read about, and it's called trad wives, and it's where American females are now like wanting that they have this like love or or like want to be like a nineteen fifties housewife and that whole model where it's like the the male goes to work and he's the provider and he comes home and he has a cocktail waiting for him and you watch the Ed Ed Andy Griffith show or there's another one but I can't remember what it was but anyway and the wife looks beautiful like um Betty Crocker and then they, she like will do all the cleaning and make like beautiful meals and stuff and and yeah so I had not heard about this, and I think it's a small sub subset right now, but the conservatives are definitely trying to bring them under their wing and pump that kind of um, mentality up. So whether or not it's like the 1950s or just like very much more biblical type of feeling, I I just, I, I, I don't understand a lot of it. I mean, I do understand like cleaning to music because I do that when I clean, but I certainly don't wear nice clothes when I clean. And like, I don't know, just the whole thing. Look it up. TikTok has tons about it, but it is bizarre to me. And I I don't know if this is the, where we're going, but it's like the antithesis of like Me Too and feminists and stuff. And I, I think we're all, we got to be somewhere in the middle, maybe. I, I don't know. Whatever. Trad wives, look it up. Okay, so CNN, I think, launched this guy's careers, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Everyone knows Sanjay. And he put out a book recently, and it's basically about, like, how to, you know, live longer, be better. And so there were two tips in this that I thought were really important. And the first one is that stress affects your hippocampus, not... <laughs> hippopotamus because every time I read the word, I was like, that's weird. I didn't know we had that. But again, I can't see very well. So it's hippocampus. And that's part of the brain that controls your um, memory and um, your retrieval of facts. So basically stress now equals worse memory later 
or dementia-ish. And so let's all remember this as we're stressing about stuff that we don't need to stress about. Because remember, it's really 5%, 5%. I did not heed my own words over the past two weeks. I stressed about everything. So um, stress now equals possible dementia later. So let's all chill out. And the last thing that Sanjay Gupta said was the, the biggest thing that we need to help us live longer is a human connection and just to be around our friends and just to be around people that make us laugh and make us happy. So that is definitely one of the things that I want to do even more of in 2023 because I want to live as long as I can, um, as long as my body is like working right. Okay. Quote of the week. So this one's a little bit deeper, but it's this. We are all afraid to say too much, to feel too deeply, and to let people know what they mean to us. And so this kind of hit home for me because I feel like the the holidays should be that time where like you're keeping keeping everyone super close, close in your heart, close in your head. Um if you are a prayer and 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 you're praying for people and you're going to church and you're celebrating baby Jesus' birthday and everything that that goes around that, but I feel like a lot of the special meaning gets kind of like minim, minimized because everybody's all up in their head about whatever else. So um, I am trying to say I love you more to people, even if that seems like awkward. Like if it's the male person, I love you. You do this. You're bringing me your stuff. You know what? I'm just going to put it out there because I do think that it makes a big difference. And I do think that lots of times people are afraid to say what someone means to them because they don't want to be rejected. And you know what? It's okay if I love you and you don't love me back. That's okay. That's okay. There are a few people that if they don't love me back, it's not okay. But Anyway, just just know that. Maybe write that one down. Maybe maybe we'll screenshot it and put it up there. So just let people know what they mean to you. So I've talked about my mom a little bit um, before. My mom was a very, very um, holistic, um, spiritual, kind of, I, I don't know, ethereal. I'm using words like that, but uh, some people would call it like hippy-dippy. And that is cool. That is very cool. It wasn't cool when I was growing up though. So I did not have what anyone would call a cool childhood at all. Like I didn't know what white bread was until I got to elementary school. I thought dessert was like a real Nature Valley granola bar just in the green packet. Like I thought that was like what I got for dessert when everyone else, I didn't know what a hostess cupcake was. I didn't know what, I I mean, there was never ever an opportunity for a lunch swap for me because I was just like, they were like, we don't even know what that is. Like I remember never forget my first taste of a fried bologna sandwich on white wonder bread with French's mustard. It was like if a seven-year-old could have an orgasm in their mouth, that's what was happening right there. It it was amazing. So none of that stuff was allowed. There's more on that later, but I'll just say not a very like, my mom was like farm to table and like all organic. I called her Susie Organic. Her name's not Susie, but before Susie Organic was like a thing, okay? So anyway, my mom is in her next life. And um, I look for signs 
from her. And so I, anytime I see dolphins, um, which that was one of her favorite animals, and anytime I see white butterflies, because they're rarer. And my mom loved this um, uh, garden that's here in Richmond and would take us every year to see the lights and the butterfly ex, um, expos or exhibitions. And so every time I see a little white butterfly flying by, I know my mom's kind of with me. You can think that's weird. That's fine. All right. So back in October, I was coming into my house. We always go through the back door and on my like patio, my dog's kind of like batting around something. And I thought it was like a pine cone or, you know, something like that. So I get closer and it's actually a dead bird. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I immediately am thinking, A, why is there a dead bird on my patio? B, this is because slutty Graham and Jake gave my husband for his birthday that was in July, this like uber mega bird feeder that feeds like, it has like six different vessels to it. And we've got like all the special bird food. And, and, and so we've got animal kingdom, but it's right beside the grill. And so I think in hindsight, that was probably not a great place for it. But I mean, how many birds are going to be near the like eating while you're grilling? Probably not many. But anyway, I was like, well, maybe we grilled and the, the bird, like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It could have hit the windows because we have a lot of like glass around there. I don't know. Anyway, I did what any normal person would do and I videoed it and I talked about it and then I double bagged it and I put in the garbage and I kind of was like, okay, fluke, freak accident. Not going to look up why or what it means to have a dead bird in your yard. So yesterday I'm walking Francis and my driveway is a sheet of ice still because it just doesn't want to melt yet. So we all have to walk through the, the yard and I see a tiny, tiny little yellow thing. And I'm thinking it's like one of those yard flags or something. It's a tiny dead bird. And I'm like, oh my God, first of all, is this a baby bird or is it just a tiny bird? And then more importantly, it's yellow. It's like super cute. And I'm like, why is this bird dead? And then I'm like, why hasn't Francis gone near it? What, what's going on? So I took a picture of that bird. It's still there because every time I go inside now, I forget to go back out and get it. So I don't want my daughter to see it. So I really got to go get that thing. But anyway, last night I look up, I'm scared to do it, but I look up, what do dead birds mean in your yard? And there's this whole thing on like, if there's a dead bird in your house, if there's a dead bird in your yard, and if there's a dead bird I don't know, somewhere else. Anyway, the first thing I see is that the dead bird is a sign of bad luck, which of course I am like, fuck, 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 fuckity fuck. I don't need bad luck. I don't want bad luck. Nobody wants bad luck, right? So I then was like, well, maybe someone else has something to say about a dead bird because I really have no idea. I got notes and I can't read them. Sorry, I'm flipping around. Okay, so um, hang on, I can't find... I go to my second definition. Now, this is from a spiritual type of website that I do believe my mom would approve of. So I then learned, God damn it, second definition. Oh, and it also, it depends on how the bird was killed or, or died. And it also depends on like different colors of birds or types of birds mean different things, which I was like, Clearly, this happens a lot, and people have put a lot of thought into it. So this was the second definition. A dead bird in the yard can mean, okay, wait, that was the first one. So the wait, 
to be clear, the first definition, dead bird in the yard, bad luck, helplessness, grief, discontentment, and failure. So I read that and I'm like, well, I've basically been feeling a lot of those feelings for the past two weeks. So, but that was back in October when I had the first dead birds. Then I was like, hmm, okay. Then it said it could be a sign of like a baby project that maybe was a good idea, but just needed to die. And then I started thinking, well, maybe that's this podcast. Maybe my idea to do this podcast, it was, it's run its course. And maybe like, I am a failure at this and, or I'm not a failure. I did it. So yay. But like, it's not going to go anywhere. And maybe I should just like bag it. And I've had a lot of those feelings lately of just of like, I suck. So then I look up the second place. I'm looking for anything that's going to give me something else. Because now if I get a double whammy, I'm like, fuck, I am fucked. All right. So the second thing I get is that it could mean transformation and change, or that a sign of change or renewal is coming. And that usually when you find dead birds, it's a form of communication. So now I'm like, okay, mom, what are you trying to tell me? You're not using a dolphin. You're not using a butterfly. I understand. I live in Richmond, Virginia. It's winter. We can't have those. So what's my mom trying to tell me? I don't know. So now I'm going to go with that and I'm going to do a little bit more like looking around for signs. So going back to the quote in like what people mean to you and telling them and not being afraid to share what you're feeling, I'm telling you, I'm looking for some signs from people and um, particularly my mom. So maybe keep your eyes open and you too will get some signs if you're feeling a little like lost. Dead birds aren't the worst, apparently. So Christmas came, has come, came. And, and it's gone. And I would like to tell you, in my family of five, we have a favorite gift for everyone. I'm, I, I'm not going to go with a phone because that's everyone's favorite gift, whatever. Okay, so my daughter got a light up makeup mirror. And this is from the family to her because sometimes when you put makeup on in the dark and you walk out into the light, it is horrifying to the rest of us. So I think she needs to learn that like you usually, you definitely need to look in the light. Look to the light, Caroline. Look to the light um, to do your makeup because she walks out looking like a clown a lot and then she gets offended when we get all up on her about it. Um, my youngest son, mini waffle maker. That kid was so upset Christmas morning that he did not have that thing. And then later that day, someone brought it over to him and he, oh my gosh, it was like his favorite gift ever. He's used it for the past four days, three days, however many days. My oldest son, I thought the best gift for him were, were, it was a, a thing of frozen steaks and a grill lesson because he loves steak and I don't know how to cook meat very well and I'm not a great griller. So he always wants steak and he doesn't really eat anything other than Chipotle and steak. So that I thought was the best gift ever. I didn't give it to him, but his girlfriend then trumped it with the fake knockoff cozy Oogie, ood, oody, hoodies, hoodies. It's basically um, a hooded blanket with arms and a kangaroo pouch, and it goes down to your knees so that he can now sit and game and have like a bag of Chex Mix right in that bag. And he's just, you know, 
He hasn't taken that sucker off since he got it. It was the best gift. Props to you, girlfriend of oldest son. Excellent idea. My husband was very upset that he did not get this gift, but then later in the day, someone came, the favorite came through and he got a shoe and boot dryer for stinky shoes. And I swear he hugged that thing like it was a newborn baby. I mean, he was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And I'm so excited because I'm tired of seeing the shoes all over like the washing machine and the dryer or the you know kitchen table because they got to dry out. That's gross. Like put them outside, put them somewhere. My favorite gift is this bag that the favorite got for me. She got one. I saw it. I was like, oh my God, I want that bag. I want that bag. I want that bag. So this is what I'm loving this week. This bag is awesome. It's like a jacket purse. It's a park, a perk, a pat, a pat. No, it, no, it's a, I don't know. It's like a parka, but it's a purse. So it's a, I'm not quick enough today to make that funny. Sorry. I write notes to myself a lot. And sometimes I like slide them into boxes, especially for Christmas stuff, or I'll like write on a cabinet, like you need more, you know, pepper or I don't know, just to remind myself of things because I'm not very, I'm, I'm working on that retrieval thing, but I'm, I'm forgetful. And I'm, I'm trying to, I do the, the small crossword puzzle on the New York times. And I also do the wordle every day. So I'm trying, I'm trying, trying, trying. Anyway, this year I am promising myself that number one, when you get a gift that is like a gift card that you use it immediately, use it immediately, load it on the app, like to get takeout from the restaurant, or if you don't think you're going to use that, go ahead and wrap that sucker up and put a name on it for the next person that you're going to give a birthday gift to for January, February, or March that might be able to use that better. Just do it. And that way it will save you. Everybody wins there. Everyone's a winner too. Lottery tickets expire. And I just want you to go ahead and like cash those in because we found several in the stockings from last year when we took them out. And when I took them, and we were winners, we won like 15 bucks. And no, we didn't because we're losers because we didn't take them in time and they expire, at least in Virginia. So you should know that. Go ahead and cash those suckers in. Um, number three, when you're putting away Christmas, just throw away the stuff that's broken throw away the stuff that you don't like anymore and then make a note to yourself that says you will need lights for the Christmas tree or order it now and put it in there because nothing is worse. Well, there are a lot of things worse, but like when you open up the Christmas candle box and you're like, oh yay, go put the Christmas candles on the windows and there are no bulbs and everything's broken and one summer blinking and summer colored lights and you're like, fuck, because guess what? You can't find it when you need it. So just do yourself that favor. Future notes to yourself. Love that. Oh my gosh, not so deep thoughts already. So in the past, over the past two weeks, I have done like little to no exercise, but I've done a lot of like stressing my heart, I feel like, because I get so, I get myself in a bunch about everything. And so I have, I've been thinking like, can you, does your heart have a heartbeat limit? Like, when I'm stressing about something and I can't calm myself down, I'm like, wait, am I wasting heartbeats right now? I don't know. I don't, that's just a thought of my question. Can you waste heartbeats? I, I think I do. And I don't like that. Um, I love the movie Elf. I 
I just forget how much I love the movie Elf. I love um, Will Ferrell and I love Zoe Deschanel. She's got a the, a voice like an angel, but fuck if she does not sing that damn baby, it's cold outside song, but she sounds so good that then it sticks in my head. And now I'm stuck with a song that I don't like, but she sounds so good. It's very upsetting to me and I can't get it out of my head. Love the movie. Hate that song. Um, number three, do you buy the protection plan on a phone when you have like a family plan or do you buy the protection on like electronics in general? My husband is of the opinion that you do not do that. Like you just roll the dice, but he's more of a gambler. I am more of a safe bet person. So I'm like, well, okay. And I'm a sucker too. So I could probably be talked into anything. So question, do you or do you not buy the protection plan on your items that need protecting. Okay. The next time we see one another, it will be in 2023. And hopefully my producer, Joe, will be feeling a lot better. He's super under the weather, which is why I've been doing things virtual and and trying to learn. I'm so sad for him. I hope he and my husband, who's also sick, get well. I hope if you are sick right now, you get well. And I hope that you do whatever it is that you want to do on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, because it's up to you. Start it out with a bang, go to bed at seven o'clock, do whatever you want, okay? I'm not gonna tell you I'm gonna do all these great New Year's resolutions, but I will tell you this. I am still committed to doing this for a full year. I am going to try and play more board games and card games with my family, because I I love board games and, it's fun. And I'm going to try to be more connected to lots of people and tell people that I love them, even if it makes them uncomfortable and, and, and hug too. So watch out. I'm coming for you. All right. And I will say this, a special thank you to my friend, Tina, who sent over a chocolate pie and homemade eggnog And when I wrote her and to thank her and just said, you know, I haven't been my best self, blah, blah, blah. She threw my own words back in my face. She said, Nicole, just remember, it's all going to be fine. And we all understand you were so awesome yesterday. It's very hard to try and be awesome again. I'm paraphrasing that thing from last time, but she both, she threw both those things in my face. And I was like, Tina, I needed that. It was like a slap in the face. So, Happy New Year, everyone. I'll see you in 2023. Um, Follow us at the FR Pod on socials. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. And also, Spotify, you can watch. A lot of people didn't know that. You can watch and listen. Special treat. Okay, bye. Bye.